Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Recently, I found myself in a kindergarten classroom for the first time since circa 1990, 1991. Does that make you feel old? Yeah, maybe, maybe young. And so, as I looked around the room, I noticed that things were quite different from 1990, 1991. There's no chalk whatsoever in that room. Dry erase markers. Everything was very technological. You could actually go up to the board and write with your finger. I was quite astonished. I noticed, however, that one of the boards was neatly decorated and had a picture of hands, a nose, eyes, a tongue, and ears on it with information about each of those body parts. I was reminded that we learn about our senses from a very early age. Seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, and touching. The Gospel of John is known as the Book of Signs. It might also be called the Book of Senses. The Book of Senses, because our human senses are employed throughout that Gospel as testimony and as verification of who Jesus is. Seeing, hearing, tasting, and touching are used by the writer of John's Gospel to identify and to authenticate Jesus as the Son of God. For example, seeing John the Baptist. He says that he has seen the Spirit descending like a dove upon Jesus and resting there. Because of this, John testifies that he has seen, and therefore, because he has seen, he knows Jesus to be the Son of God. Jesus opens the eyes of a man born blind. When the temple authorities questioned this man born blind about Jesus and how his eyes were opened, he replies to them, One thing I know, that though I was blind, 
Now I see. This man born blind not only is able to see physically, he is not only able to see the world about him that he could not before his encounter with Jesus, but he actually sees who Jesus is. And he calls him Lord. And he tells him, I believe. In John's Gospel, the sense of sight is a metaphor for believing. Now some examples of hearing in John's Gospel. Jesus offers water to a Samaritan woman that will become in her a spring of water gushing up into eternal life. The woman goes and tells the people in her city about Jesus. And they leave the city and come to Jesus to see for themselves. After they encounter Jesus, they say to the Samaritan woman, we have heard, we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Jesus says, the sheep hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd calls His own sheep by name, and the Good Shepherd leads them out to green pasture. The sheep follow the Good Shepherd because they hear His voice and they know the voice of the Good Shepherd. In John's Gospel, the sense of hearing is a metaphor for following Jesus. Now an example for tasting. Jesus is a guest at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. When the wine gives out, Jesus says to the stewards, fill those jars with water and now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. The chief steward tasted the water that had become wine. And simply tasting that wine causes belief. And now today, we have touching. In our gospel lesson today, we have touching. On the eve of that same day, we are told, Jesus had risen from the dead. The disciples, they are gathered together in a house. Not much is given in addition to this. We do not know whose house it was. We do not know how many people were there. We do not know what they were even doing. But we might ascertain that perhaps conversation centered around the women's testimony about the empty tomb that morning. Details given are sparse. We are only told that the doors were locked for fear of the Jews. But that detail is important. From this detail, we see that Thomas was not the only one of Jesus' followers that might have been afraid, that might have feared for their lives and doubting themselves about the women's testimony about the empty tomb. Jesus appears among them in that house, but Thomas was not with them at the time. When the disciples do tell Thomas about Jesus appearing among them, Thomas says, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hand and put my finger in the mark of the nails in my hand in his side, I will not believe. Thomas needs further verification. Thomas actually needs to touch his risen Lord. A week later, we see the same situation. The disciples are gathered together in that same house. But this time, Thomas is with them. Jesus again appears among them. And immediately, he wastes no time, immediately, he says to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. 
Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answers Jesus, my Lord and my God. Contrary to what we might think, Thomas is a man of great faith. We have been created with our senses. We have been given sight, taste, smell, hearing, and touch so that we may be more aware of the divine presence of God. We were given our senses so that we may be more capable of experiencing the divine. We touch the bread of the Eucharist, the body of Christ, as it is placed into our hands each Sunday. And we might even rub and feel that small cross that is etched into the wafer. We drink the wine. We drink from the cup of salvation, whereby we taste and see the Lord is so good. We smell the arrangements the arrangements our flower guild has placed on the altar, which heightens our awareness that God has created and that God is continually creating. God reveals himself to us in many ways. One of these ways is through our senses. This is how he revealed himself to Thomas. It is through Thomas's sense of sight and touch that he was able to experience his risen Lord he was able to confess his Lord as his God. Like the writer of John's gospel, we too employ our senses to testify and to verify who Jesus is. Seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, and touching are used by us to identify and authenticate God's presence around us and in the world. However, we still doubt, don't we? We still doubt. The church in the East calls this Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, St. Thomas Sunday. We Anglicans call this Sunday Low Sunday because of the contrast between today and the high festive nature of last Sunday and because, maybe you've noticed, church attendance is lower this Sunday than it was last Sunday. <laughs> However, our gospel lesson today is just as important as the one last week. We see ourselves in Thomas. We see our humanity in Thomas. Our own doubts rise to the surface when we hear this story each year. That is okay. To doubt is okay. I'll say it again. To doubt is okay. It is perfectly fine. Doubting sharpens faith. Doubting sharpens faith. And these two, faith and doubt, they are more closely related than we might think. Doubting deepens our relationship with God, just as it did for Thomas. But, but our gospel lesson is not really about doubt or faith. Our gospel lesson is not about separating those who have little faith from those who have much faith. Remember our invitation to the altar during Lent. Those who have little faith are just as invited to the table as those who have much. Our Christian journey, it ebbs and flows with moments of great doubt and moments of deep faith. And through it all, 
those moments of doubt and faith, Jesus' presence stays with us. It is always constant. Our gospel lesson is about the never-failing presence of Jesus Christ. Our gospel lesson is about the risen Christ who loves us and who wishes to be in a relationship with us. Our gospel lesson is about the ways, the ways in which our brokenness, our greed, our need for approval, our desire for power, wealth, notoriety, our need to use our senses to prove things to us, these things cannot, and our notoriety cannot drive Christ from us. None of these things can drive Christ's presence from us. Our gospel lesson is about Jesus' love for us that truly is so deep, so broad, so high, that our doubts cannot scatter it and our faith cannot attain to it. So, is there anything that can stop Jesus from loving you? Is there anything that I have done that can stop Jesus from loving me? Is there anything that we will do that can stop Jesus from loving us? Well, I doubt it. Happy Easter. Amen. Amen.